Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. The Flames opened a seven-game homestand against the Vegas Golden Knights with nearly identical records. And for the first time in history, the Flames can and will compete with this team. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? It's your girl, Jess Belmosto, here from the Metropolitan Riveters public relations team, as well as a plethora of blogs covering whatever your NHL needs are. I hope you're having a fantastic day today. Thanks for making Locked on Flames your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Stitcher, Audible, Apple, Spotify, you name it, and we are free 99 on all platforms, including YouTube. So the Flames are heading into that seven-game homestand, and right now I'm going to tell you that I think the Flames are going into this game against Vegas as the better team. They, The Flames are 23-13-6, 28-13-6 Vegas Golden Knights, Mark Stone is out tonight with an upper body injury, and um, (laughs) I was scrolling through the stats and looking at just how different this team is. Um, Let's talk about their point leaders. Johnny Gaudreau is uh, leading the Flames with 54, and Chandler Stevenson has 38. So that is quite a uh, big gap there. And then your goal leaders are Jonathan Marcheseau with 20 and Matthew Kachuk and Andrew Mangiapane also with 20. Uh, The Flames are currently second in the league with shot attempts at 55.5%. And the Vegas Golden Knights are down at 51.94% in 10th place. Uh, You know, I think that... (laughs) I think just think that the Flames are a much better team this year than uh, they have been in the past. I think that it's very obvious that they're more competitive and are able to hang with the big boys. And Vegas is just very, obviously a very good team. But what's confusing here to me is how different of a team this is compared to the Flames. Their high danger chances are ranked 17th in the league with 50%, and then the Flames are up at in second with 55.99. So they're basically shooting or getting 56% of those high danger chances, so or generating those chances. Uh, their special teams are also middle of the road as well. Their penalty kill is ranked 17th with a 79.5%. And their penalty, or sorry, their power play is at uh, 16th in the league with 20%. Compared to the Flames, uh, you know, they they don't look like <laughs> they compare at all, to be completely honest. Flames are up with uh, top five in the league for penalty kill with 84%. And they're sitting at 12th in the league with the power play at 21.2%. So I think that the Flames just... Based on those stats, I think they're going in as a better team. They're going in as a healthier team. And 
not having Mark Stone tonight is a huge loss for the Vegas Golden Knights, and I would have to wonder if that has anything to do with, uh, you know, Jack Eichel coming back and them having to finagle the cap and then placing Mark Stone on LTIR. And let me adjust my tin hat real quick, but, you know, I <laughs> I don't know. We talked about it on uh, Locked on NHL's Western Conference Wednesday. Vegas has to get creative here, and I don't know if, if they're going to be able to pull it off without uh, circumventing that cap. Uh, the Flames, like I've mentioned, are just a really good team. Uh, they lost to Vegas earlier this season, but I'm just I'm thoroughly impressed with the hockey that they were playing before the break that I'm not overly concerned with where things were towards the start of the season. And don't forget that the Golden Knights have... Uh, played five more games because they weren't shut down in December. They were not <laughs> struck with, um, you know, an, a virus outbreak and what have you. And I just, the fact that the Flames are light years ahead in terms of, you know, those stats just shows you that they're they're capable of winning these games and that their repetitive style of hockey is working. I know we talked about that yesterday on the show and it's probably something we're going to talk about really for the rest of the season but you have to wonder if these teams are go- if they're going to start wearing down their opponents especially teams that they're going to see more and more of as the season you know rolls on as we get towards you know the middle and end of the season so I'm definitely interested to see how tonight goes. Looks like Markstrom's in net. It looks like Robin Leonard's in net tonight as well. And we'll talk more about his slippery slope of the season coming up in our next segment. But before we do that, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that everyone needs to get them through their second half of the season and, of course, your busy lives. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that fuels your day with high protein and low carbs, calories, and sugars. They are covered in 100% chocolate and are just a great replacement for candy bars. And Built Bar is offering you a special deal when you use promo code LOCKED15. All you have to do is head on over to Built.com today and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. You can get a good variety pack, you can get your favorite flavors, and check out all their other products that they have at Built.com. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames. Make sure that you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. My three things to watch for tonight are fairly simple things. You know, you can't go too wrong with them. Uh, Keep it basic. Keep it simple, stupid. You know the drill. But Robin Leonard is in net tonight. He has a 9-10 save percentage and a 2.76 goals against average on the season. This isn't the Robin Leonard I think that so many of us have grown familiar with over the last few seasons. Looks like he's slipping right now, and I think that the Flames will be able to get by here. Um, I I just, I have faith in this offense. I think, you know, all of these 
lines are capable of going out and scoring. And not only do you have your forwards that can score, you have your defense as well. Oliver Shillington is one of uh, those people. I would say Noah Hannafin as well. I think that Noah Hannafin is having a fantastic season. But watch Leonard, and if he struggles with tracking the puck tonight, which he, he very well could have an issue with that, I would say the Flames will take this game by a landslide, and it will be something to look out for. I don't think that that's any question. So, number two is Vegas's special teams. They are so much weaker compared to the Flames. And I was thoroughly shocked when I saw that. I really thought that uh, the Golden Knights had a stronger team because I think that, you know, you look at this team and you the names on it and just their reputation, and your mind immediately goes, okay, this is a great team. <laughs> uh, you know, this is one of the best teams in the league. This is a team that was able to get to the Stanley Cup Finals in their inaugural season. I am just, I was so surprised to see that their special teams are struggling. You know, when you have a penalty kill that is ranked 17th in the league and you're floating in, you know, that middle ground, I would certainly expect at this point in the season to kind of really work on that. (laughs) Uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm just thoroughly surprised and I'm kind of wondering what, what they've got going on in Vegas and are things kind of, you know, falling apart a little bit over there? Are the, you know, is the mask slipping and we're starting to see them and really expose their own weaknesses here? Um, of, of course, I say this and as if Jack Eichel could not, uh, could possibly be returning next week and I'll be eating my words very soon. But, you know, I, I just think that it would be silly to take those penalties and allow them to have, you know, that man advantage. Or if they do, you know, just optimize your strong penalty kill. It's fairly simple and easy to do. I think that this team is capable of doing that. And I know that their penalty kill is great. And I know that their power play units are great. So I'm not, I'm really not worried about um, the Flames being outplayed here. I just, I'm not trying to undersell the Golden Knights by any means, but I also don't want you to underestimate the Flames because this team has come miles since the start of the season. And I'm not, I'm not going to come on here every day and tell you, oh, you know, like these guys, like they're, they're the small market team and they have good players, but. And then spoon feed you all this negativity. I think that it's fairly simple to see that this team is one of the best teams in the league and is capable of competing with teams like Vegas. And because Vegas has those five games, you know, thanks to them not getting shut down, I think that the Flames could easily take over the division. I think that they just need to start off the second half strong. They need to go out there tonight and set a precedent. They need to play strong. They need to play that full 60 minutes. I swear to God, I just say the same thing every episode when it comes to that stuff. But like I mentioned yesterday, they play that very repetitive game and it is easy to get under your opponent's skin. 
when you have those two-way defensive forwards who do not let let up. They don't let up, and they will take you down and eventually generate a giveaway. <laughs> like they, they're they're in your face, and it reminds me so much of the Columbus Blue Jackets when Tortorella coached them, and they were just always in your face and. It was very difficult to play against, and your opponents would just kind of get tired of it and collapse in on themselves. I think that Daryl Sutter has the capability of pushing his team to those limits and getting his team to play that style of hockey, and I think that tonight would be a great time to kind of crank up the heat. It is the first game back, obviously, after a week off. Johnny's coming back from Vegas, and rest of the players are coming back from a nice warm tropical vacation. Uh, Elias Lindholm actually stayed in Calgary, which I think is um, crazy. I would be on the first plane out of there and go somewhere warm. But, you know, um, it's just very exciting to watch the second half of the season and get ready for it. And if there's something you want to try and go crazy with I think that this is the game to do it because these are true competitors so why not why not test it out coming up next we are going to discuss players to watch tonight and and of course before we do that let's talk about bet online ag bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game which is next week BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. But hear me out. It's not just football. BetOnline has minute-to-minute info on pro pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with real live-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. One of my favorite things about these game previews is talking about players who (laughs) deserve a little bit more spotlight. And (laughs) number one is Jacob Markstrom. My flame to watch tonight is absolutely Jacob Markstrom. Um, He gets the start after coming off a nice week break. His splits this season are interesting. Uh, He did take the loss against Vegas Earlier this season, he is 3-4-1 against teams from the Pacific, which, I mean, this team really didn't start out great with teams in their own <laughs> division or really conference as a whole. Uh, they were mainly playing Eastern Conference teams, and then when they did have their bad games, naturally they were against teams from this division. But I just think that Jacob Markstrom deserves so much <laughs> more credit than he deserves. There was only one game this season where he had problems tracking the puck, and that was the game against Boston. That was a one-off thing. We have not seen it since, and that was a November-December game, and it was at home. I don't think that we're going to see anything like that again this season, and if we do, it's going to be a one-off situation. Tonight, I would really expect him to look well-rested. I think that he enjoyed his time off. I'm sure that he needed the break. I think everyone could have used a little bit of a vacation there. But he, I have a lot of hope for him going into tonight and really the second half of the season. I think if he has a strong start to this 
and kind of keeps that rolling, he may as well be a Vesna contender. And we'll talk more about the trophies and awards as we roll through this season, but I just I think that he kind of slides under the radar, and I understand some of those underlying numbers are not great, um, but he definitely has potential to earn him spot earn his spot as a nominee. He has been hot all season, and that is Elias Lindholm. He is seriously one of the best two-way centers in the league. He <laughs> he's like a baby Patrice Bergeron, and this man is always flying under the radar. And he just he deserves so much more love than he gets. I think that he's another player that just should be up there in terms of you know household names, and he's not. And I I don't understand why. I actually I do. Um, that's because nobody cares about Calgary. It feels like, but um, we care about Calgary here. And I will prop Elias Lindholm up on a little pedestal, and to talk about his two-way, you know, forward game. I think that, again, he is one of the best two-way forwards in the league. I think that he centers one of the best lines in hockey. And yet, again, just flies under the radar. Um, He has 15 goals this season and uh, 27 assists. He is just always on top of things. He he, that entire first line is so intentional with their gameplay, and their communication is strong. It is absolutely uh, just something magical to watch. I think that they are going to become the best line in hockey if they keep this up. I think it is absolutely sustainable. And Elias Lindholm actually had an interesting quote. Uh, he says, I take a lot of pride in my defense. I think it was Rod Brindamore who told me, if you do it right defensively, all the rest is going to come to you. Try to do it right, and obviously playing with Chucky and Johnny, the offense will come by itself. Those two are amazing to play with. Again, how many times have we talked about that line finally having a true, um, just a, a solidified line? There's no more revolving door the same way that there was the revolving door <laughs> um, on that second line. Uh, right wing with Monahan and Johnny, and it's great to see that that chemistry is appreciated, <laughs> and it is great to always watch. And just something to look out for is his front of the net presence. I think he is truly just one of those players that brings a lot offensively, but he can bring plenty more to the table when he is down there um, on the forecheck and. I don't know when he'd possibly win the award, but I could eventually see him becoming a Selkie nominee and trophy winner, um, probably (laughs) after it gets renamed to the Patrice Bergeron Award. But, you know, I really think that we should start appreciating (laughs) the defensive abilities of Elias Lindholm. And to wrap up today's show, our third flame to watch is, of course, Blake Coleman. He was red hot before the break, and he's always doing something to agitate his opponents. And I'm not talking like Matthew Kachuk agitate or Tom Wilson, Brad Marchand agitate. I'm talking like just how in their face he is. He is very um, relentless, 
when it comes to getting that puck and playing defensively and making sure that they're not going to score, they're not going to, you know, pass the puck and have a complete pass or whatever. He will generate a turnover and carry it up the middle with his team and uh, hopefully score. (laughs) I think that his multi-point nights have been really great for his momentum and obviously for the team as well. That is one thing that has helped carry this team uh, before the break. And, you know, that big night in Texas was wonderful for him. And uh, I'm sure playing in front of family and friends is awesome. So I look forward to see how tonight goes against a competitive team like Vegas. I think Blake Coleman is one of those players who uses, uh, you know, that momentum and maybe treats every game like a playoff game. Because I think tonight, one of the many things they're going to talk about is, hey, this is a potential playoff matchup. We need to go out there and prove that this this is what's going to happen. We can't have the headlines as, oh, this is what a potential playoff missteps going to look like. They can't. They'll never get. Um, five, six games out of this team, and it'll just be a clean sweep. We can't do that. (laughs) We need to just really make sure that everything is fine-tuned, ready to rock and roll, and this team wins tonight. So thank you so much for tuning into Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure you're following me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto.